Why aren't you listening to Piffling FM Radio? This is Jennifer Delacroix, Piffling FM. This week, we're kindly supported by Stainer and Bell, a family-run publisher specialising in quality printed music and books since 1907. Visit stainer.co.uk. Piffling FM Radio! Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. He used to run it by himself. He doesn't anymore. Rudyard knows he's an unpopular man and wastes no time in dwelling on it. But we all of us have feelings and we all of us need friends, especially, and surprisingly, Rudyard Fun. Wooden Overcoats by David K. Barnes Season 2, Episode 6 Rudyard Makes a Friend by Cordelia Lynn and David K. Barnes It began with a public reception at Chapman's Funeral Home held in the newly constructed Fourth Wing. A reception means a buffet And as an author never knows where her next meal is coming from, I was filling myself up like there was no tomorrow. Look at them all, like ravenous dogs. You think they've never seen a buffet before? Free food. What are you complaining about? At least when we had a buffet, it was themed. I mean, look at all this. Entirely haphazard. No system at all. Uh Uh-huh. No system, yeah. And over here, cream slices, cinnamon worms, chocolate eclairs. It's just promoting self-indulgence. What was that? I must say, he's gone a bit overboard with the pastries. What's he trying to do? Put us all into an early grave. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Ahem. Uh, hello there. Oh, here he is. Mr. Popular rides again. Welcome, Piffling, and thank you all so much for coming over this morning for some grub and a catch-up. Fantastic, Lord! Oh, thank you, Reverend. I, I feel sick, but I'm not stopping. Ha-ha-ha! <laughs> Bathroom's just behind you. People of Piffling, I have to say, ever since I arrived on this small but mighty island, I've been touched by the warm welcome I've received. We love you, Eric. Hey, stop it, you. Chapman's has been more successful than I could have ever imagined. I quite honestly couldn't have put the fun in funerals without you. Thanks, Rudyard. Well, this morning, folks, I figure it's time to really give something back, to do something special for this incredible village. We're very nearly a town. Indeed we are, Desmond, and that's why today I'm opening the Chapman Community Members Club. What? The Chapman Community Members Club is a place to mourn, grieve and commiserate in style. Swap stories in the tastefully furnished club lounge, comfort eat in our Michelin-style restaurant, pray and meditate in our very own multi-faith centre. Oh, good. There's a few I've been meaning to try. These benefits and more become available when you book a funeral with us. Past, present and future. Because here at Chapman's, we believe that a funeral isn't just for the day. It's for life. Enjoy yourselves. Amazing. I can be excluded from another society. Don't worry. Weekends are gas days. How do you know? Uh, Are you a member? My nana booked with him last week. I tried to argue with her, but we're an extremely difficult sell. Uh, it's only a pre-booking. She'll be healthy for years. Plenty of time to win her round, right? Sure. I'd uh, better check on the 
Oi, Mr. Mayor, put down that cocktail stick or you'll hurt yourself. Ow! <sighs> Madeline, how do I bear it? Life, really. I don't want to go all antique here on you, but sometimes I wonder why we bother with the whole thing. You try and get on with people, you listen to their silly demands and requests, and please don't drop the coffin again like you're always doing. Where does it get to you? Exactly. Man just waltzes in from nowhere and takes all your funerals away from you. Yeah, and your bakery. Don't be silly, Madeline. I don't own a bakery. Hang on, you can't talk. What can you? Over here, Rudyard. What? Jerry? It's you. I thought I was going mad. Join the club. Good Lord. Jerry, um, you don't look well at all. No, I've not been sleeping. Nightmares, you know. <laughs> I do know, and I'm sorry to hear that. Why? Well, you see all this food? Chapman opened up a new in-house patisserie a week ago. He's gobbled up nearly all my customers. He hasn't. I don't even want my famous creamy eclairs anymore. Well, come in here. With his new members club, he's got all the baked goods sewn up too. You poor man. Oh, I haven't had a square meal for a week now. Nor have I. Antigone cut my rations so we could bail Georgie out of prison. I'm only here for the canapes. Can I ask? What do you think of them? The canapes, I mean. Be honest. Well, one doesn't like to complain, but... I would say the puffs are a bit... Puffy? Yes, that's what I thought. I couldn't agree more. And the olive bread. Yeah. Well, it's got too many olives, hasn't it? And to be honest, too much bread. It's a complete write-off, whichever way you look at it. Exactly. The man doesn't know what he's doing, but they're all taken in. There's no real quality there whatsoever. It's just gimmicks. That's all it is. Gimmicks. Precisely. I'm sure I've said that before. He to be ashamed of himself. Oh, Eric Chapman, hey. Eric Chapman. Must say, it's nice to talk to you like this. Never had a chance before, have we? No, always at the same thing. It's just never really. No, never really, exactly. You wouldn't want to grab coffee, would you, Jerry? You took the words right out of my mouth, friend. Friend? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Nothing. It's just quite a nice word, that. Jerry and Rudyard sloped away to the cafe on the second floor and bonded over their mutual dislike for the man who sold the cappuccinos they'd purchased throughout the day. A firm friendship was developing and plans were laid for the following morning. Good morning, Eric. Oh, morning, Tanya. Oh, you flirt. Sure thing. Oh, what a lovely sunny day. He's in position. No. What? <laughs> Christ, I'm drenched! <laughs> All right, who was that? Come out here where I can see you. Hello, 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 Mr Chapman. I say, you're all wet. Yes, thank you, Miss Doyle. I enjoy a good water balloon as much as the next man, but... <laughs> oh, oh, damn it! Gosh, we may be open-minded here, but you can't walk around with wet, clingy, transparent clothing like that. I don't want to, it's just... We'll all start doing it otherwise. Why? I've half a mind to go and throw myself in the village fountain at once. Please don't do that. Actually, there is a sensitive matter I wanted to bring to your attention. Well, you've come to the right person, Mr Chapman. Lead the way. Cinnamon Whirl. No, thank you. Just the facts, if you please. Though actually, that chocolate croissant looks very tempting. Be my guest. (laughs) Anyway, I'd rather you kept this matter quiet, but I've been receiving some suspicious letters. Threatening, one could say. What? Let's have a look-see. Damn you, Eric Chapman, and everything you stand for. 
you think it's some sort of code? Not necessarily, no. How about this one? I'll get you soon, Chapman. You know, I think you could have an admirer. Really? Yes, they're just flirting with you, playing hard to get. I've sent tons of letters like this myself. Yes, well, it's possible, but... It's also possible they just want to kill you. Yes. (laughs) I doubt you very much to worry about. You're far too popular. But I'll keep my eyes peeled. (laughs) Oh, excuse me a moment. Hello, Eric Chapman. It's a lovely day for a funeral. Uh, Hello. I'm a client. Great. What can I do for you? Pull my finger. I don't think I can do that over the phone. Yeah, because you suck. (laughs) I suck? (laughs) Oh, before I go, the last uranium miner on Piffling has died. Yes, I've put in a bid for the funeral. Well, the gunpowder stocks at the uranium mine have been raided. There appears to be a barrel missing. You don't think it could be connected to the letters, do you? No, no, these letters weren't written in gunpowder after all. But if you do see anyone with gunpowder, I want you to pass on a message from me. Yes? Tell them Agatha Doyle says that they're very naughty indeed. Toodaloo. Very reassuring. Oh, bugger it. Miss Doyle, you forgot your croissant. (laughs) Right, I'm drenched again. Rudyard had made a friend for life. No one, he felt, had ever really sympathised with his desperate need to one-up Eric Chapman. Not even his sister Antigone, or... me, I suppose. Anyway, Antigone currently had more pressing matters on her mind. No, 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 no. The accounts don't add up. Or rather, they do, to a big fat nothing. No profits at all. Hopeless. There's no point squeaking at me, Madeline. I can't understand you. Where's that useless brother of mine? He likes having a natter with you, doesn't he? He'd better be doing something useful, that's all I can say. Antigone! I hit Chapman with a water balloon. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> Did you see his face? Yeah, he was like, enjoy yourself. Oh, no, I'm all wet. <laughs> what else should we do to him? He's got to be something he won't see coming. Water balloon. Love it. Let's go. Richard, oh. what are you doing and who is this? It's Jerry. You know Jerry. Jerry Antigone. Enchante Antigone. May I say you're looking very pale this morning. Well, thank you. That's very complimentary. But why are you saying it and what's going on? Well, there's no mystery. We're just hanging out. That's right. Hanging out with my new friend. Friend? Where'd you get a friend from? Well, we met that... I don't believe you get out of my house. You're not real. I damn definitely real. And Rudyard is my friend. Don't say that. It's weird. I'm sorry, Jerry. I knew she'd be like this. Why did you spend all morning getting Chapman all sopping wet and sopping wet and sopping wet? Is she okay? What? Nothing. Shut up. Christ! I've been going through our accounts and we're entirely broke. It's hardly new. Broker than usual because my imbecile brother hasn't been securing clients for us. He's been throwing water balloons at Piffling's favourite resident. We've also prank called him and tied his shoelaces together and put a worm in his teeth. Stop distracting my brother, whoever you are. Typical. I finally bring a friend home and what do you do? The last uranium miner has died. I suppose you've been doing everything you can to secure that funeral. How'd he die, that miner? He choked on a stale Battenberg slice. Not that it matters to us, because with Rudyard running around with you, he may as well still be alive. Antigone, I think we both know that none of this is Rudyard's fault, and we know where the fault truly lies. Where? Chapman. Chapman. I can see why you two get on. 
You know what, Rudyard? Who needs Eric Chapman anyway? How about we just go out for a pub lunch and then catch a film? But he's meant I think to be- the cinema's shut today. Herbert's expanding his donkey franchise. Well, we can watch some of mine. Have a movie night all day with popcorn and candy and ice cream straight from the tub, just like a couple of blokes. Sounds like exactly the kind of thing two friends like us ought to be doing, Jerry. Antigone wouldn't understand. Right, you need to get that miner's funeral. Come on, Jerry, let's get some vanilla ice cream. Right behind you, mate. Don't you dare walk out that door, Rudyard. I'm being assertive, Rudyard. Damn him. What's the matter with a man? The whole thing's making my skin crawl. And not in a way which is actually quite nice, in a bad way. And not in a bad way which is actually quite thrilling, but... What? Shut up, yes! I don't like that Jerry one bit. I've got to prepare a pitch for that miner's funeral. And Georgie's still at the mayor's office. Madeline, I need you to follow Rudyard and make sure he doesn't do anything appalling. Then report back to me. I've no idea how you'll do that. Just find out all you can. And Madeline, good luck! I had a personal investment in all this. You see for all Rudyard's faults, well, I do like him. He and Jerry, realising that the only place to procure a pub lunch was at the bar in Chapman's funeral home, settled for a couple of cheese baps and then made their way to Jerry's bakery. Come in, come in. Make yourself at home. Thank you. Um, like what you've done with the place. Especially the broken glass and holes in the roof. Yeah, used to be a fine bakery this. My father, Jerry, handed it down to me, just like his mother, Jerry, did for him, and his mother's father, Jerry, did for her. But now, thanks to you-know-who, well, you can see for yourself. I mean, I came here last week and it looked fine. Yes, well, entropy increases the nearer to an oven you are. And I've got two ovens, so there you go. Right. Gosh. It's frightening what that Chapman can do, isn't it? Mate, I can't believe I used to admire the guy. And then suddenly it was like a veil was lifted from the eyes. Still, you don't think... What? But we're too reasonable... Well-adjusted men, we've got our wits about us. Yeah, definitely. It's just that everybody else seems to like Chapman. Do you ever think that perhaps we're the problem? Oh, no. Oh, no! That man is the spawn of the devil. That would explain a lot. As soon as he opened that patisserie, without even asking me, I lost my business, my livelihood, my... My love. Your... Tanya. Oh, yes. Well, she never liked me much, come to think of it. You never liked me much either. We were made for each other, me and her. But when the bakery went under, I was a changed man. Tanya said she couldn't take it anymore. Said if I spent as much time getting my life back on track as I did complaining about Chapman... When will they learn that complaining about Chapman is as necessary as breathing? And then she... She left me, Rudyard. Left me for my backstabbing friend, Bill. Bill? Good Lord. You always seem so... Oh, I don't know, really. We've hardly ever spoken. But I don't blame Bill. Oh, no. It's all Chapman's fault. Oh, I hate him. Oh, I hate him. Oh, um... Oh, there, 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 Jerry. Um, you've always got a shoulder to cry on. 
I always thought that was a metaphor. <laughs> how long does this go on for exactly? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, mate. It's, it's just... Yeah, yeah, it's all just a bit too much sometimes. Well, cheer up. Movie night. All day. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and uh, speaking of which, there's a few more items we're going to need. I don't know much about movie nights, Jerry, but it strikes me we've got the popcorn and the ice cream and the movies, so I... It's just a few things, really. Oh, I mean, they're not important, but, well, you know, I just thought us being friends... No, no, certainly. A few things. Why not? What are friends for if not to go out and get a few things? Tell you what, I'll stay here and get the corn popping whilst you get everything on this list. Oh, let's see. Hundreds and thousands, steel piping, brass caps, glazed cherries, insecticide... Yes, well, that all seems perfectly reasonable. Brill! And could you eat the list when you're done? Eat it? Yes. Why? Uh, we've got no recycling bins around these parts. Oh, right. I should eat the receipts too, then. No, keep them. Uh, if you have a movie night in a bakery, it's tax deductible. Oh, and uh, don't talk to anyone. Well, no worries there. I hate talking to people. Right, see you in a tick. Um, uh, mate. Yeah, nice one. A very nice one indeed. I reported back to Fun Funerals, and a few minutes of highly impressive miming on my part persuaded Antigone and Georgie to follow me to the Broken Tooth Sweet Shop, where I fancied Rudyard would be making some purchases. You'd better be on to something, Madeline. I should be pitching for that miner's funeral right about now. I can see Rudyard through the window. He's buying... Glazed cherries and hundreds and thousands. Oh, he's just helping Jerry with the bakery. There's one thing Rudyard excels at, it's failing businesses. Madeline, you're wasting our time. Hello down there. Chapman! Is there any reason you're hovering outside the sweet shop with a periscope, or should I not ask too many questions? Georgie, disable! Sorry? Ah! Oh! Oh! Hello, Georgie. All right, Eric. You're blushing. It's the heat. What's he doing in there, Georgie? He's eating a piece of paper. You didn't cut his rations again, did you? I'm fine, by the way. Windpipe crushed into the ground, arms twisted behind my back. That's really not a problem. Oh, what do you want, Chapman? To breathe again, preferably. Not an option. OK, then. I, I've been at the receiving end of practical jokes and threatening letters. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that? Well, of course not, Jimmy City. Stop talking. I've got chloroform if we need it. Just say it. Look, I don't want to blow my own horn, but the list of people who thoroughly despise me on this island is pretty limited, so I just thought... Well, you can stop thinking it, because if you go on thinking it, you're going to make things terrifically awkward. And some gunpowder got taken from the mine last night. What were you doing at the mine? Because I... Georgie, do you have to keep pressing your knee into my coccyx? Yes. <sighs> because I'm doing the uranium miner's funeral. I'm surprised you didn't pitch for it yourselves, actually. Damn, damn, damn! Madeline, look what you've done. I should have been securing that funeral. Not lying around in the gutter with Eric Chapman. Lying around in the gutter with... No! Snap out of it. Georgie, where's Roger? What's he up to? I'm standing right here and looking at you. Whoops. Oh, Roger. I'd say hello, Roger, but as you can see, my face is being mashed into the pavement right now. All so... right, Georgie, you better release him. <sighs> Fine. Oh, oh. Oh, thank you. I wanted an excuse to buy a new suit anyway. Well, now. Out for a little stroll, are we, Antigone? Georgie? Madeline. I'm great at going out for little strolls. Nice. You've been following me. You can't accept the idea that someone would like me for who I really am, can you? Now that you mention it, no. Just because you can't stand me having something that you haven't. 
Even in the womb, it was, uh, Rudyard, I don't like my umbilical cord, give me yours, and, uh, Rudyard, stop being born, I'll be lonely. I said those things to you in confidence. So, if you'll excuse me, I'm going across the road to buy some brass caps, steel piping, and insecticide. Well, that all sounds perfectly reasonable. It does for you, Madeline. You've shown your true colours. To think you were once my friend. Goodbye, everybody. If you need me, I'll be at Jerry's. Rudyard! Come back. I see. There's an awful racket going on out here. Just a little bit of local drama, Miss Doyle. Ah, Mr Chapman. About this morning, I'm beginning to wonder if those threatening letters might not have been a little, well, threatening. Yep. So I think you should go under police protection. I'll show you a quick draw with a handful of boiled sweets, oh, but no, I won't... Oh, no, 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 it won't be me. What you need is a stout, burly young man. Then again, don't be all... I've got a funeral in a few hours' time at the old uranium mine. Will someone be covering me? Yes. In fact, Jerry volunteered. Jerry? Oh, Jerry. What a kind man. I feel much safer with him around. Thanks, Miss Doyle. I'll be on my way. Have a good funeral. Good day, all. And as for you lot, well, enjoy yourselves. Oh, damn it all. Why is everything so complicated? Dry your eyes, Madeline. We need firm, practical action. Why would Jerry want to protect Eric Chapman? And why is Rudyard buying brass caps and steel piping and all those other things? They sound like the ingredients for something very nasty indeed. And I think I know who could tell us what it is. What are we doing at the bus stop? Where are they? How can they not be here? Who? They all want a source of comfort and advice in my hour of need. And now they're gone. It's like my world is shrinking back into the darkness from whence it came. Is it not? Yes. Been arrested in it. Sauce for the inconvenience, lots of love, the local village hoodlums. P.S. Rise up against the capitalist oppressors. So that means... They're in prison. I've got to get over there. Fast! I joined the two of them on their determined dash to the piffling prison. But Rudyard had gone back to his new best friend. Rudyard, great to see you! Oh, thank you. I got everything you asked for. I may have made a start on the glazed cherries. I hope you don't mind. And that is not a problem. Oh, you'll never guess who I bumped into just now. Everyone I work with, that's who, following me. Really? Do you know, they actually don't think I can look after myself. They don't trust me at all. Uh, who needs them, eh? Exactly, who needs them, I don't. Not when we've got an all-day movie night ahead of us, eh, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I thought we might do something else first. Oh, right, OK. Like what? Uh, before we relax with a good film, good film, Freaky Friday... Oh, yes, that does sound good. Carry on. Before we do that, I think we should feel like we've earned it. And the best way to do that, I reckon, is to put Eric Chapman out of business. Permanently. <laughs> that's a wonderful idea, Jerry. But how would... Step this way, my friend. But that's just an industrial oven, isn't it? Oh. Oh, I see. Come on in, Rudyard. Oh, it's some sort of study. Or a um, mm, den or a... Secret underground bakery lair. Yes, that's the term I was fumbling for. Ah, is that a hospital bed? With restraint straps. It is indeed. Nice collection of rolling pins there, and sharpened bread knives. And is that a meat hook hanging from the ceiling? Hmm. Not a butcher on the side, are you, Jerry? Of a certain kind, Rudyard. Chloroform, hydrochloric acid, good lord, vanilla essence. Have to admit, Jerry, this secret lair is making me feel a bit quit. Now, you'll get used to it. We've got a lot of work to do over the next hour or so. Here, pass me that barrel of gunpowder. Gunpowder, right? 
Antigone and Georgie as they burst dramatically into the piffling prison. Keep your eyes peeled for three disaffected youths. Wait, can you hear something? I'm just saying that it's still a relevant foundation for uniting the workers of the world. Yeah, but how can you do that as Mark excludes race from the account for systematic oppression? That's them over there. He's outdated, isn't it? How can we move on when we've never even successfully implemented his socio-political structures? Yeah, but no, you're just racist. What? Hoodlums. We meet again. Oh, hi, Miss Antigone. My assistant, Georgie. Yo. Hi, Georgie. Yeah, you're right. Nice yeah. No time. We tried to find you at the local village bus stop. Yeah, well, we're in prison, aren't we? Started a revolution, didn't we? Workers of the world unite. Word. Yeah. Do you have a revolutionary song? I said no time. Who imprisoned you? Mayor Desmond Desmond, wasn't it? For starting an art revolution? Nah, art is dead. Haven't you heard? It's all about revolutionary socialism now, isn't it? The foundations of the capitalist tyranny are crumbling. The workers will rise from the ashes and inherit what is rightfully theirs. Big word. I can't believe the mayor would lock you up for that. I'll have a word with him. We'll sort this out. Don't do that. He didn't actually imprison us. He's quite a sensitive soul, really. We just thought it would give our movement more weight. Can't have a revolutionary movement without revolutionary prisoners, can you? So he asked him to imprison us. He was quite upset about it, actually, but he owed us a favour. Us being such good hoodlums for him all these years. So, here we are. Ta-da! Ta-da! As fascinating as this is, we need your help. Something serious is happening in Piffling Vale today, and I'm sorry to say it's not your revolution. All right, no need to get personal. I believe that ludicrous brother of mine has fallen in with the wrong sort of friend. He's been out perched in glazed cherries, hundreds of thousands... What else? Frost cap, steel piping and... Insecticide? That's it. Easy. He's making a cherry bomb, innit? A cherry bomb? Standard. Old school. Choice tool of a revolution. Easy to make. Easy to detonate. Boom! Big damage. Word. No, Georgie, not word. It isn't word at all. And when it goes off, those glazed cherries and hundreds and thousands will be killer as... Know what I mean? Classic. 
You don't need to worry, though. Without gunpowder, that bomb's not detonating anywhere, anytime. But Eric said gunpowder's missing from the mine. And the last miner died of a Battenberg slice. Jerry must have been discovered by the miner and killed him. And now he's going to kill Eric Chapman, too. Thank you, Hoodlums. You'll always find a vocal supporter of the workers in me. Well, if you could go door to door, do some campaigning on our behalf, that'd be really... Nah, I'll tweet about it sometime. Come on, we've got to warn Eric. Can we do the funeral by now? The uranium mine. Goodbye, hoodlums. Thank you. See you around, Miss Antigone. And don't forget, the workers united will never be defeated. Unless the workers assume white privilege, in which case they're as bad as the capitalist overlords. Ooh, discuss. It was a race against time. I was ever so pleased. Not only could I see my book royalties increasing by the second, but I knew that no insane pastry maker could come between Rudyard and his favourite mouse. If only we could reach the mine before disaster struck. Okay, Rudyard, you've got to keep calm. This is time to prevent this. Unless, of course, there isn't, and you blow up half the island. Still, what's this island ever done for you, eh? I do if they're all dead, who'd pay for their funerals? Afternoon, Rudyard. No, you okay? You look a bit peaky. Do I? Actually, I've been meaning to speak to you. Somebody's been chucking water balloons at me, and I wondered if. No, isn't the time for discussing water balloons? Whoa, why are you looking around like that? Chapman, you've got to get out of here. What for? Don't ask questions. I hate questions. Just leave. Now, mate. Oh. I see. I see what this is all about. Oh, uh, look, I didn't actually say anything, or I... You want to take over the funeral? Oh, in the name of... That would have been a great idea. I'd never have imagined you'd stoop so low. I was confused when you didn't even make an effort to secure this one, but to expect me to do all the groundwork and then just hand it over? I'm surprised at you, Rudyard. That's not what I'm talking about. What are we talking about? Jerry! Oh, there you are, Jerry. How's it all looking? I've scoped out the perimeter and you're safe as airs is. I had a thought. If someone wanted to get at me, they'd smuggle themselves into the funeral, wouldn't they? Oh, don't worry, Eric. I'll be close to you at all times. No one can lay a finger on you without me getting there first. <sighs> Thanks, Jerry. That's a relief. I better tell the Reverend to get started. Enjoy yourself, Rudyard. <laughs> now, um, Jerry, I've been thinking. Looks to me like you were talking, Rudyard. We weren't planning on tipping our target to the wink, were you? I've no idea what that means, but I don't think it's too late to turn back, you know? It was too late from the moment Eric Chapman arrived on Piffin. Now you'd better withdraw to a safe distance, friend. It'll all be over soon. <laughs> today in the sublime but unenvironmentally sound surroundings of our uranium mine to celebrate the life of Turgenev O'Toole. He was a one-man mine, refusing to be cowed by threats to his personal safety or indeed other people's, a hero to us all. Unless you're against nuclear energy, in which case he was a vile, planet-destroying, war-enabling parasite. I'm quite happy to get a debate going right here, if you want. Every tangent takes us toward disaster. Oh, thank God. No, 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 no. Look, you've got to go and warn Chapman. His life's in terrible danger and it's all my fault. We know. We're on it. Don't worry, we've got a plan. So long as Jerry doesn't see us, then we can... Hey, where'd you spring from? Oh, he's just not playing the game, is he? Right, plan B. 
everyone, you've got to listen to us. Oh, nuclear protesters, how exciting. They're not protesters. What are you lot doing now? We're saving your life. Escape while you can. Miss Jerry, you can't trust him. Oh, yes, I can. Look at that face. I'm sorry, Chapman, they're right. It's your funeral. Jerry, get back. He's got a cherry bomb. Oh. Are you sure that's a bomb? It's more like a cake with some steel piping sticking out. No, no, that's definitely a bomb. Oh, John, what do you know about it? I, uh, oh, I may have twisted his arm a bit, but the idea was all mine, Chapman. I just wanted to look you in the eye and tell you you've put the fun in funerals for the very last time. Oh, blimey. Jerry! Jerry, don't do it! He's that? Come away, Tanya. He's dangerous. That's right. Go back to backstabbing Bill. We're sorry, Jerry. We never meant to hurt you. How's that portrait of Eva Braun looking in your hallway, Bill? Hey, where's it looking? It's in the bedroom. Now put the bomb down, man. This is the only way I'll get respect around here. Now shut up, all of you. I've got a fuse to light. Derek, I can't allow this. If you're going to kill Chapman, you'll have to take me with him. What? Rudyard. It's a point of principle, nothing personal. A fair dues. Well, if you want to call a spade a spade, Rudyard! Oh! You won't get away with this, Jerry. You'll have to take us all on, won't it? That's nice. I tell you, I can defuse it. I've done it before, a long time ago. Chapman, Chapman, come back here with the It had to be said that Eric Chapman certainly knew how to throw a funeral. Rudyard Makes a Friend was written by Cordelia Lynn and David K. Barnes and performed by Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, Kira Baxendale as Georgie, Maxwell Tyler as Jerry, Alison Skillbeck as Agatha Doyle, Andy Seacombe as Reverend Wavering, Sean Baker as The Mayor, and Belinda Lang as Madeline, with Jason Forbes, Ella Garland and Luke Wilson as The Hoodlums, and additional voices by Holly Campbell and Pip Gladwin. Original music composed by James Whittle. The programme was recorded at the Art Space Studios by Tom Guilieron and was directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield.
Hi, everyone. It's John here from the Wooden Overcoats production team. And I just wanted to leap on just before you go about the rest of your day to say, one, thank you as ever for your support of the show, for listening. And two, to tell you there's some really exciting extra content currently online that it's well worth your time looking up. If you go and find us on Facebook, there are lots of videos up there at the moment of uh, the musicians behind the show. You heard quite a lot in this episode. And you can see the Ode to Noggins being performed by the entire ensemble from episode two. And of course, the Undertaker's song from episode five, which Carl and James, our musicians, performed a lot better than Rudyard did in front of the Stift Conference. The other thing that's very exciting is... If you donated to our Kickstarter earlier in the year, you'll know that while there are two more episodes left of the main season, just in time for Christmas will come our Christmas special, Rudyard Ruins Christmas. And we want everyone to be able to get hold of that. So if you head to woodenovercoats.com right now, you can pre-order the episode and pay whatever you can afford or whatever you think the episode is worth. Because we want everyone to be able to enjoy it And all of the money goes straight back into supporting this podcast. And finally, just a thank you to everyone who's left us a review on iTunes or anywhere over the last uh, week or so. We passed an amazing milestone in the UK, 100 reviews on iTunes. And we love hearing your feedback and it helps us out so much. So please do tell your friends, leave a review on iTunes and you never know, maybe we'll be able to make more of these. So again, thank you for listening and I shall speak to you soon. Goodbye.